spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. If you have a desire to live a life that is more than what you are currently experiencing, if you feel stuck or experiencing health concerns or are curious about ways to improve your life, this show will give you new perspectives and steps to change your life. Today we're talking about a topic that is imperative to the well-being of all of us. Sleep. It seems like the world is more sleep-deprived these days than ever before. In today's show, we're going to be taking a look at what sleep loss does to us, what sleep does for us, and also ways to address some issues that prohibit us from getting the restful sleep that we all so deeply need. We're going to start with some foundational information about sleep. Sleep is the balm that soothes and restores us after a long day of work and play. And it's largely driven by the body's internal clock that takes its cues from external elements such as sunlight and temperature. The body's natural sleep, sleep cycle and wake cycle is reasonably attuned to a 24-hour period, and disruptions of sleep are disruptive to functioning many of the body's entire systems. Learning, memory, stamina, general health, and mood are all affected by sleep as amounts. well as eating patterns, your body temperature, your metabolic rate, your hormones, even the amount of urine you produce well, now that's is related a good one. <laughs> <laughs> to your circadian rhythm. That's awesome. And for many people, sleep is elusive and sometimes, you know, you can get to sleep but you can't stay there or you can't get to sleep and you, you know, there's just so many issues that we're going to be covering today. You know, most people at some point in their lives experience difficulty falling asleep, you know, those or insomnia for a period of a week or two weeks, and then they can go back into their natural cycles again. And two-thirds of the adults throughout all developed nations fail to get eight hours of sleep a night. And the consequences of this may astonish you. For instance, are you aware that routinely sleeping less than six to seven hours a night demolishes your immune system? more than doubling your risk for cancer. It also is a key lifestyle factor in determining whether or not you will develop Alzheimer's. So if you have that in your family, that's really something to be more concerned about. Adequate sleep, even during the course of one week, can disrupt the lead sugar levels to the point that you would be classified as pre-diabetic. It increases the chances of your risk for coronary arteries becoming blocked or brittle, putting you at risk for moving towards, you know, cardiovascular disease, stroke, congestive heart failure. And it contributes to all major psychiatric conditions, including depression, anxiety, and suicidal tendencies. And we talk a lot about, in each of the shows, if you've been listening to the shows, You'll begin to see in greater depth and detail how stress and sleep are deeply connected to the expression of depression, anxiety, physical diseases, and other mental health issues. So these things will be interwoven in each and every one of our shows, and we want you to know and understand how interconnected they all are and how they affect us. On another note, sleep deprivation increases concentrations of a hormone that makes you feel hungry while also suppressing a companion hormone that would otherwise signal that you're full. So that's not something we... <laughs> Most people try to avoid that scenario, right? That's right. So one of the things, you know, in the research, Michelle, was that I was looking at too, and some of the things that I have learned before, I got to thinking, you know, okay, so can, can lack of sleep actually kill you? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. Absolutely it can. Just in the U.S., one person dies every hour due to fatigue-related errors on the road. Accidents caused by drowsy drivers now exceed those caused by alcohol and drugs combined. I mean, that's, that's huge. 
And the World Health Organization has now declared sleep loss an epidemic among all industrialized nations. And it's not surprising that the nations with the most dramatic sleep loss in the past centuries, such as the U.S., U.K., Japan, South Korea, and some of the Western Europe countries, are also those suffering the greatest increase in the rates of the physical diseases that we've been talking about. And that's not not a good thing. Yeah, if we talk a little bit more about what the the importance of this rhythm that we go through, and then it, it's it's pretty involved because then there's the the expectations of society on it as well, and so we aren't we aren't all on the same schedule. You know, there are actually people who are night owls. There are people who are morning people, and it's because their circadian rhythms aren't all in sync on that 24-hour clock. And kind of a fun little factoid, it's actually about 24 hours and 15 minutes that our rhythms run. So 40% of people are technically morning people, and they like to rise with the dawn. 30% are night owls, and then 30% sort of lie in between. So do you know what you are? You know, it kind of varies for me. It's real interesting. You know, sometimes I like to stay up late, and sometimes I like to get up really early. And and I think seasonally too, people oh, are more totally. likely to get up early in the summer when the sun's sun's rising, and it will fluctuate through that. So, but then you have these societal expectations that we just mentioned. So, why is disease more pre- prevalent then? Because we aren't getting that eight hours, and the reason the eight hours is, mark is so important is because that's what thousands and thousands and thousands of research studies have shown that we need at least eight hours where we attempt to get sleep (laughs) in order for our bodies to do all the functions that it needs because so much rejuvenation in our bodies go on during that time frame. So if you have a night owl who has to be to work at 8 a.m. and then aren't able to force themselves to go to sleep at 10 p.m., they're the the population that's actually losing the most sleep, the most sleep deprived, because then they have, they're getting to bed later. They're having to force themselves to be up. Their brain isn't functioning the way someone who is a morning person might function at 8 a.m. So they're not making great decision making at 8 a.m. So if you're in a job and you're a night owl and you have to be spot on at 8 o'clock, that's that's not necessarily your best time frame. I'm just going to tell you. Right. <laughs> be a little gentle with yourself. You there. know, this kind of came about all of this fluctuation really increased when electricity and indoor lighting changed. It used to be that our bodies were more in tune with the daylight, you know, getting up with the sun and, you know, that type of thing. And it's really changed a lot. So at the turn of the century in the 1900s, the average person got nine hours of sleep because it was darker, you know, that type of thing. But then by 1942, it went down to seven and a half. And by 2013, it's down to six hours or less. That's a huge jump. That's a giant shift in a short amount of time. Yeah. And then there's other things that... So another part of the cycle for our bodies to go into sleep is actually called sleep pressure. So there's a chemical our body makes that then starts to tell our body to slow down during the day. But... For some of us, we've learned a way around that, haven't we? Yes, Anybody it's called caffeine. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Which is interesting <laughs> enough, caffeine is the second largest import. Right, second to oil. Isn't that incredible? Wow. Yeah. I thought that was just, that okay, that remarkable. kind of fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you take this caffeine in and then you block the your brain from saying, okay, I need to start the slowing down process. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little bit more complicated on there. We could do a whole show just on caffeine and what it does to your body. Uh, but at some point, the caffeine starts to leave. And we know what a caffeine crash feels like. All of a sudden yes. you're tired because now you have this other chemical floating around in your body that starts attaching. And it's like, let's do our job right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now I need I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we fight this natural process in our body. And it's really detrimental in all those areas that's, that you've already mentioned. So that... When it is nighttime, and we are supposed to be going into these sleep cycles, and there's there's several of them, but they're basically called sleep stages, and there's NREM and there's REM. And most people know about REM sleep, it's eye movement, and that's when most of the dreaming's happening. But both cycles are extremely important to the body. We need them both 
equally in order to be able to allow our systems to reset every night, eight hours, every night. Right. <laughs> no compromise. This is one of those things that I feel really adamant that people should know. And I feel like once you know this, you cannot unknow this. And so if you don't understand why you feel a certain way it, because you're being sleep deprived, that you need to understand that there's something you can do about it. Sleep deprivation can mimic ADD. It, you know, you, you were talking about um, insomnia. Not everybody has insomnia, but a lot of people get sleep deprived just because they're pushing, pushing, pushing and getting out of their own natural sleep cycles and not getting that, getting back to a point where they can function normally. You know, and one thing that people don't realize, too, is that constant sleep deprivation puts you or your body at a constant level of stress. It stresses every muscle, every tissue, every system, everything. Absolutely. If you miss, let's say you go to bed two hours late or you get up two hours earlier, you're not necessarily missing 25% of sleep. You're, the processing time your body's using is 60 to 90% of processing time that you're missing out on for your body to get back to natural functioning. Yeah, it, it's overwhelming. We're going to be talking about how much sleep should we get and at what stages and ages of our life when we return after the break. If you want more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for a program, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to thank you now for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Join us. We'll be talking more about sleep, what it does to you, and how much you need. We'll be right back. On February 19th from 6 to 8 p.m., come sit around the farm table at Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe and learn more about the Cultural Wellness Center, Seward Co-op's February seed recipient. The Cultural Wellness Center is working on a new project that will create a blend of culinary heritage, self-love, and business incubation for African-American food entrepreneurs. Their new cafe space will be a cooperative and supportive environment focused on reconnecting, rediscovering, and reinventing the culinary traditions of our past. Enjoy a meal designed by Creamery Cafe staff and inspired by this work. Ingredients sourced from community foods producers. Tickets for the February 19th Farm Table three-course dinner are $40, and there is a non-alcoholic beverage pairing for an additional $7. Beer, wine, and other beverages will be available for purchase. Tickets are limited, so grab your seat at the Seward Co-op Creamery's Farm Table right away. Visit seward.coop and click on events to purchase your tickets now. We are sleepwalking into a disaster. Climate change is burning down our forests, flooding our coastlines, and parking the polar vortex in our own backyard. What can we do? Please join us at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska for a one-hour talk from meteorologist Paul Douglas on Tuesday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Paul's new book is called Caring for Creation, The Evangelical's Guide to Climate Change and a Healthy Environment. This talk is part of the Tuesday Dialogue series hosted at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska, a progressive congregation that teaches Dr. King. It has the big red rocker out front at 145 Angler Boulevard and Highway 41. I'm your host, Pastor Dean J. Seal. Free and open to the public, co-sponsored by the Southwest Metro and Chaska Citizens Climate Lobby, Interfaith Power and Light, and AM950. Find us on Facebook or at chaskachurch.org. Again, that's Tuesday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Be there. Aloha. Food nourishes us. We need food to live. But how are we nourishing the food system? Well, actually, we're throwing a bunch of chemicals, and we're making the dirt dead, and then we're adding nitrates to the water, and we're causing dead zones in the ocean. Oh, and we're also causing climate change. We do that with every bite we eat. But we can create something different. We can switch to a regenerative system. And that's what we talk about every week on Food Freedom Radio. So tune to Food Freedom Radio Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast. Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. With the road trips we took in December, we're glad we took them in our Toyota Sienna. Whether they're family, friends, or get-togethers, the Sienna was always the most comfortable way to drive. Plenty of room for all the stuff we needed to take with us, the safety and reliability you get with a Sienna, the extras which make road trips easy, and the room to stretch on out. Rudy Luther Toyota Siennas are the most fun, safe, and reliable vehicles we've ever driven. Test drive one yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Good morning and welcome to the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Burek. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. And part of that vitality into life is sleep. We really need it. It's vital to our health, to our wellness, all aspects of our mind, body, and spirit. And we've talked a little bit about, you know, sleep varies. And the need for it varies. The amount we get when we start really getting into the realm varies for each person, too. Sleep also varies from age to age. We obviously need more when we're infants, right? And it decreases and as we get older. So for infants, you may notice they sleep a lot. <laughs> 12 to 15 hours a day. And, and that's good for them. And school-age children need 9 to 11 hours and when you think about that with all of the activities that they have it gets very challenging to get that 9 to 11 hours in for them the interesting thing is that they've taken a look at preschoolers and nap time and kindergarten now usually goes for full days and what they've noticed is that if a child can have a nap they will do much better on a memory game than those that have not been allowed to have that nap uh they've noticed that in adults too <laughs> yes yes but i haven't gotten to that part yet <laughs> sorry jumping ahead Getting that's excited. okay that's okay and then teenagers eight to ten and now what's really interesting is that school districts are taking into account a natural rhythm or cycle for sleep for teenagers, and they're adjusting the start time of schools. Which is fabulous, yes. because during the teenage years, what happens is the circadian rhythm swings like a pendulum, but it goes way too far to one side. So they're not now going to sleep at 8 o'clock, right? But they don't want to go to sleep until 11, 12, 1. And it's not because they're being defiant. It's literally because that's the shift that their body is doing at this time. They need to go to bed later. They need to sleep later to still get the same amount of time. So that's wonderful that the schools are finally taking into account what is in their highest benefit. It is. And when you think about it, our brains are not fully developed till the age of 26. So there's even that stuff going on. You know, there's there's still growth, there's hormones, there's all of these things, and the brain is still learning how to function, learning how to file away the things at night that it needs to put into memory banks, that it needs to process. You know, all of these things are happening for them. And then young adults from 18 to 25, 7 to 9 instead of the 8 to 10. And adults, 7 to 9, you know, but like you mentioned, that 8 hours, sort of that bewitching, you know, time frame, some need more. And it's good to know what you need. And then as you get older, it's seven to eight. And I know some who are pushing into their 70s, say four to five is really good. That's not good. It's not. They actually need, they still need the seven to eight. However, there's a lot of changes again going on physiologically in the bodies. And sometimes it's due just to health issues that are going on, mm -hmm. changes in hormones, things like that. So it's not that they don't need it. It's that they're not able to get to a place where they're getting the quality of sleep that they do require. And sometimes they get up many times during the night. The interesting thing that I found that in sleep research, it used to be that there were first sleep and second sleep. That people would go to bed for four hours, around four hours, get up, do some things for two hours, and then go back to sleep again. And I've read something similar. However, what I read was that happened in a certain short amount of time in some European countries. So it was like in the 1800s for 
100 years or so, people were doing that. Mm -hmm. But in general, overall, the research worldwide, all different cultures across the span of time does show that we require eight hours of sleep. There might be a few individuals that cannot do that. I think Einstein was someone who fell in a category where he could he could do more of a, a cycle of sleep. sleep. Yep. Uh, but not every... A small percentage, let's say a small percentage, can do it that way and still be healthy. And that first and second sleep also occurred when we did not have electricity. You know, so again, following nature's... Right, so you'd fall asleep at 6 o'clock in the winter. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another another research uh, study that was done was done in Greece. So there used to be a number of countries that used to take afternoon naps. Oh, yes. And so Greece Siesta. was one of the last countries that, that was doing that. And part of the population started to shift. So they, they did across the population, looked at... 23,000 people and so they watched the people that continued napping and then they took into account the people that had stopped napping and there was an increase of about 37% of cardiac incidents in the people that stopped napping during the day and in men that were in the workforce it went up to 60% of cardiac incidents just in that population over time so napping isn't necessarily a bad thing for some people either that's right Another interesting part of our makeup is that genes also play a significant role in how much sleep we need. They've scientists have even identified several genes that are involved with sleep and sleep disorders, uh, including genes that control the excitability of neurons and clock genes. And also, this is associated with things like restless leg syndrome, narcolepsy. Uh, sleep phase disorder, all of these things can express themselves in someone because of their genes, which is kind of fun. And as with anything, genetics does play a role. Yes. However, our lifestyle, our choices, our environment all kind of tags along in there and has something to say about it too. So to, to keep that in mind as you're moving through life, that there are some things that you can manage for yourself. We spend about a third of our life doing it. Isn't that amazing? So the quality of sleep and getting enough of it at the right times is really an essential part of survival, just as much as food and water. We really can't do without. You know, when they torture people, too, they don't let them rest. You know, think about that. Yeah, we need that so much. It's harder to concentrate and respond quickly. So... You know, we have rules and we have regulations for truck drivers not to drive over a certain amount of time a day that they need to sleep, okay? Companies, businesses really need to address these things. When people fly for business and they go from the United States to England to Japan, that type of thing, and they're crossing time zones, even people in our own country, when the time time switch from daylight savings you know to the others it becomes very hard oh there's a wonderful study matthew walker founder and director of the university of california berkeley center for human sleep science wrote a book and he talked about the greatest experiment done on humanity up till now it includes 1.5 billion participants. Researchers took it upon themselves to tabulate millions of daily hospital records to find out numbers on how daylight savings time affected heart attack rates. Mm-hmm. And they found out, mind-blowing, that when we set our clocks back and gain an hour of sleep, the number of heart attacks recorded by hospitals plummeted 21%. And the opposite happened in the spring when we sprung forward. Heart attacks increased by 25% the day after. One day. That tells you what happens in one day of sleep deprivation. Yes, and we'll be talking more about what happens when you have more than one day. The next segment of the show, we're going to continue talking about sleep. If you have questions or like more information please check out our website at awakenlivinginfusion.com you can find podcasts of our shows on our website am950's website itunes or wherever you get your podcasts thank you for joining us on awakened living infusion radio show we'll be right back 
People love the warmth, charm, and great food at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Tonight, try their Vittles, Vino, and Beer, a full slab of baby back ribs grilled over mesquite charcoal, juicy jerk chicken with Caribbean beans and rice, grilled plank salmon, and their famous shrimp and grits. Try a Milton's ribeye or the portobello mushroom and end your night with carrot cake, bananas foster, or rum cake. The perfect meal for a date or a casual get-together. That's Vittles, Vino, and Beer at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Total Dog Company exists for people who are serious about their dogs. People who want the best nutrition and the best gear for their dogs. Total Dog Company's mission is to provide high-quality, practical food and gear for dogs and only dogs. Nothing frou-frou or frivolous. Nothing with suspect ingredients. No cat food or wild bird food. Totally dog. From head to wagging tail. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Hi, I'm Scott Peterson with the Minnesota News Network, inviting you to join us this week for Minnesota Matters, a news, entertainment, and sports show covering everything that matters in the North Star State. Tune us in right here or at your convenience at minnesotanewsnetwork.com. Listen to Minnesota Matters every weekend, Saturday mornings at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 6.30 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can save money with All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that it's too expensive and you need lots of money down. The truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for solar, you might even save money right away on a monthly basis. So don't wait to switch. You'll see your investment pay off the sooner you switch to All Energy Solar. So start saving today and visit allenergysolar.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be cloudy with a high near 9, and tonight still cloudy with a low around 5. Tomorrow we'll see snow with a high near 19. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high near 26. And Tuesday, snow with a high near 26. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte. Come try their bakery specializing in fresh breads and desserts, including their renowned chocolate turtle cake. Visit them on Victoria and Grand in St. Paul or more details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Together, we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today, we're talking about sleep. And there's so much information on sleep that it's, it's, very, it's been challenging for us to find, <laughs> to try and weed out what we want to leave out. Or talk faster, to put it all in. <laughs> yeah, you've probably heard Michelle talk faster today <laughs> than at any other show we've done. <laughs> I have so much to say. <laughs> I know. You know, we were talking a little bit before the show, Michelle was mentioning something, and did you want to continue with that? Right. So we were talking about the research that had been done on the increasing cardiac right. patients, right, with the change just in one night with daylight savings times. Mm -hmm. So listen to this. Your ability to respond, focus, and function are inhibited 
within 16 hours of being awake. So after you're awake 16 hours, your normal daily functions start to decline. So the more you're awake, the more they're going to plummet. And that's when you had talked about increasing car accidents and actually increasing car accidents from sleeping. People who fall asleep have more fatalities than any other sort of car accidents. And then if you think about if you start losing sleep. So after 10 days of getting just seven hours of sleep instead of eight hours of sleep, your brain becomes as dysfunctional as losing 24 hours of sleep. And then in order to recover from that, it takes more than three full nights of sleep to restore normal functioning after doing that for a week. So if you're constantly sleep deprived, if you're constantly getting less than eight hours of sleep, and for a lot of people they're like, oh, I slept five hours last night. I got this. I'm doing this. You don't even realize because of the state you're in, how much is affecting you or the people around you. You know, there's, excuse me, there's studies where a lot of people in corporate America work 80 hour work weeks and then they will go overseas. They will fly. They will get in a car, drive to a meeting and then have to speak. Their brain function is at a zero point at that point. Even five days in a row with five to six hours of sleep just annihilates what's going on in your body. That is where, you know, you pick up the propensity to have diseases, to have neurological disorders, all of these things, because there's so much going on at night when we sleep. The entire body's systems, all of them reset, recalibrate, Chemicals are washed through your brain. Your brain is so active at night. All of your body is. And it sleep plays a housekeeping kind of a function, getting rid of toxins in your brain that build up while we're awake. We need this to calm down. We need this. We're, later on, we're going to be talking about dream cycles, too, and dreams. We need that those cycles also. So we're going to be moving into a little bit about what does sleep look like then? What happens to the brain? What happens to our bodies? There's a little peanut-sized structure in the brain called the hypothalamus that contains a group of nerve cells that act as sort of a control center affecting your sleep and wakefulness. And within this, there's a group of thousands, clusters of thousands of cells that receive information about the light that we see directly through our eyes, and that helps to control our behavioral rhythm. So think about that. And light, we're going to be talking more about light, what's good light, what's bad light, at what times of the day and, then, and later on in the day. And then in the brain stem, at the base of the brain, it communicates with the hypothalamus to control the transitions between wake and sleep. All of these chemical things that are happening in the body. And it uses all of those chemicals and the signals from your eyes about what light is being seen to control that. And then we go into, there's all sorts of things. The thalamus acts as a relay for the information, if you think of a relay race kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the penile gland talks about communicating between the two brain hemispheres and receives information from those and then we have my favorite little tiny the amygdala (laughs) that deals with the emotions i I love dealing with the emotions of everything and uh, that is really important also especially during REM sleep and we've talked about you know there being two basic types of sleep the REM which is rapid eye movement and then the non-REM And that has three different stages also, and each is linked to different brainwave activities going on. And when you cycle them, they cycle through in about 90-minute periods. They just kind of keep and they repeat. And one, you get more NREM sleep in the beginning of the night, and then as the night shifts on more towards morning, the REM stages are a little longer, so you get more REM sleep, which is, again, important to get them 
both in equal amounts. <laughs> right, right. So stage one is what you just talked about, the non-REM sleep, right? It's the changeover from wakefulness to sleep. And it's sort of a short period, this first one, though, lasting several minutes of relatively light sleep, where your heartbeat, breathing, eye movements slow down, and your muscles relax. And there's a few twitches. This might be where you kind of startle yourself, <laughs> you know, when you kind of are falling into that sleep and you twitch a little bit. And your brain waves begin to slow from their daytime alertness. And stage two is another non-REM sleep. But in this period of sleep, it's right before you enter your deeper sleep where your heart beat and breathing slow way down, muscles relax even further, and your temperature drops and your eye movements stop. And the brain wave activity slows, but... It's marked also by brief bursts of electrical activity. You spend more of your repeated sleep cycles in stage two sleep than in any of the other stages. And then stage three non-REM sleep is the period of deep sleep that you need to feel refreshed in the morning. And one of the important things happening during those NREM stages is that your body is filtered your brain is filtering information. Yes. It is determining what is important to take from short-term memory and store, how to sort of put things into perspective and look at experiences and file those away to make room so then the next day you can remember things again in your short-term memory. If you don't have room in there, if you're not getting the sleep to make time for that, you're going to lose focus and concentration as well as memory. And it also then, during that time when they, when the filing systems go back into long-term memory, short-term memory, this type of thing, it's all to make wave, way for your creativity. If you are not getting what you need from sleep and being able to file things away, there's no room for that creativity to really come to the surface and bubble over. I like numbers. So one of the <laughs> coolest numbers I found in researching this subject was it has been postulated that getting an adequate eight hours of sleep consistently for your body increases your ability to gain insights that would otherwise remain unseen by 250%. Right. Imagine how much more creative we would all be if we... Well, we uh, only use a tenth of our brain. You know, think about that. And we get so, when we can't process those new things coming in, we get so focused on just the things that we are attached to. How are you supposed to see outside the box to see different ways to problem solve things? And you know, I think that a lot of that has to do with the amount of stress coming at people. For We've sure. lost the time. We don't make the time to daydream anymore. It's during those hours of daydreaming that new creative ideas come to people where is that in your schedule you know in another segment uh, another show I talked about if you are a, a worrier to put it on your schedule maybe it's time to put daydreaming on our schedule allow yourself 30 minutes a day just to daydream just 30 well I'm, I'm thinking start <laughs> You're small being realistic. <laughs> I, I am I'm trying you know so that people really you need time to brainstorm. You need time to think creatively outside of the box. The best inventions, the best everything comes from having time to think about these things. Turn them over in your mind a little bit. It's great. Authors, too, right? They have to have that time. Again, sleep is just so important. And then REM sleep occurs about 90 minutes after you fall asleep. And this is where you, and you've seen people where their eyes move rapidly back and forth behind their closed eyelids. And this is a mixed frequency brave wave activity going on. And it becomes closer to that scene in wakefulness. Your breathing becomes a little bit faster and irregular. And your heart rate and blood pressure increase to just about where they're at when you're awake. Most of your dreaming occurs during REM sleep. And it almost seems, <laughs> I have dogs, and it's sort of like when you see them moving their legs and you think that they're chasing rabbits. When <laughs> yes. you watch somebody who's in REM sleep, you think, oh my God, they're really dreaming something awesome. Look at those eyes go, right? <laughs> so, and this is, you know, there's a thing, and it's a real thing, where this is where your arms and legs may become temporarily paralyzed. And sometimes people think that they have that, awake, that in an awakened state they feel their legs not be able to move. Sleep paralysis is yes, what that is called. absolutely. And this is REM sleep. And so we have two internal biological mechanisms 
that help during all of this. One is the circadian rhythm that we've talked a little bit, we've alluded to, right? And homostasis, and they work together to regulate when you're awake and when you're asleep. Circadian rhythms are fun to study. They reg regulate the fluctuations in wakefulness of our body temperature, our metabolism, and our metabolism at night really kicks in. You know, we can actually lose weight if we're not all stressed out. Another thing, speaking of losing weight, during REM sleep, it's the only time the body isn't producing noradrenaline or, or adrenaline, as some people know. Yes. It is the only time that stress hormone is shut off. And what they've found, they've researched particularly um, veterans with PTSD, is that they have so much in their bodies at one time that even during the REM sleep, it can't shut it off, and that's why they have nightmares. And so the importance of that in talking about weight loss is that if you have so much of this going on, if you have trauma, if you have so much stress going on that your body cannot rid itself of this adrenaline for a little bit of time to reset itself, it's crucial that you find a way to help deal with that. Yes. So again, I hope you're noticing the connections here. Stress, sleep, PTSD, weight, weight, right? All, if you don't get rid of the stress and you're not sleeping to recalibrate your entire body, you're going to be having issues. These guys, you know, they, they just come together and party hardy. All of these things. We need our sleep. We need to de-stress. Those are the two most important things. Because with those, the rest of the body can recalibrate and function more creatively in greater health. And come back because we're going to be talking more about sleep in the next segment for more information or check out our website register for some of our programs please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com you can find podcasts of our shows on our website am950's website apple podcasts itunes or wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much for joining us on awakened living infusion radio show we'll be right back talking about sleep This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan, LLP, rewriting the odds for their clients for over 80 years. We are awake. Moe's Tax Service in St. Paul is one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the entire country. They offer a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts for personal and business tax needs. This year especially, changes to the tax code make it even more important for you to have someone who is a dedicated tax preparation professional. Moe's has been in the business since 1971. Visit them at moestax.com. That's M-O-H-S tax.com. Or give them a call, 612-721-2026. 
Hi, it's Tom Hartman, and this Valentine's Day, I want you to stop at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. Jimmy and Helene Pessis have created a family atmosphere where generations of Twin City customers have made it their jewelry store. At Continental Diamond, you can shop without pressure because no one works on commission. In addition to the outstanding selection of jewelry and watches, on Valentine's Day only, they'll be hosting R.J. Kramer flowers and L'Amour chocolates for those last-minute shoppers. Continental Diamond, adjacent to the West End in St. Louis Park, and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we've been talking about sleep and... We really literally have enough information that we feel is so wonderful. We could have done more than one show on this. I just wanted to mention before we get into how to help people with sleep issues, the fact that sometimes there are things that interrupt our sleep, such as medicine that we're taking. Stress, your sleep environment, we're going to be talking about that. And what you eat and drink really plays a role in this too. And again, the greatest influence is our exposure to light. We need to expose ourselves to bright lights in the early morning, that type of thing, and kind of tone it down later on in the day. So we talked a little bit about night shift workers and how, you know, that's another thing that interrupts our circadian rhythm, our ability to sleep, jet lag, those types of things. So now we're going to be talking about ways to try and make sure that we do get enough sleep. For instance, if you are having trouble getting to sleep, slip some socks on your feet. Warm them up. That instant warm widens up your blood vessels and allows your body to transfer heat from the core to the extremities, cooling you slightly in the core and allowing you to sleep better. Staying on a schedule, right? Sleeping, going to bed at the same time every day and waking up at the same time. I know that's challenging when you're on vacation and you want to sleep in. Or the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is the getting up part that they do say consistency with that part is the most vital. Absolutely. And may, making sure that you go dark. Again, the natural, when you think about the natural cycles of the sun and darkness, if you know that you want to start, you want to go to bed 10 by 8 o'clock, start turning down those lights. Most houses now have dimmer switches on them, and that really helps us because we can start to dim the lights. It's a wonderful thing to do for yourself. And using blackout curtains in the room to keep the room dark at night is important as well. Absolutely. And then there is the lights themselves. Blue lights are the absolute worst. So if you have a clock, a digital clock, make sure it's red. Or go back to an old-fashioned alarm clock. Most people use their cell phones, and that light that's there is a blue light. There's also an app that you can get that will tone it down some. Or as one person told me, well, I just turned my phone over. But it's the blue lights that if you roll over and your eyes are closed, it goes right to the retinas and wakes you up. It's important to avoid or minimize caffeine during your day as much as some of us really, really enjoy it, (laughs) but um, trying to cut that off by at least 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, Same with alcohol, reducing or avoiding alcohol. Alcohol is actually one of the number one things that will wake wake you up at night. So people will come home, they'll have a glass of wine or a drink to kind of relax from their stressful day. Uh, It actually triggers the brain once you get to sleep to be awake again. Right. And having a relaxing bedtime ritual, maybe it's getting yourself in the bath and having lavender oils scented in the bath water, whatever it is that causes you to relax and wind down. And the scents of lavender and jasmine have been studied for their effectiveness in helping you sleep, not only to fall asleep, but to stay asleep. If you have trouble sleeping, you would be good, wise to avoid power naps because they will interrupt that circadian rhythm again. 
And exercising every day, right? Vigorously, earlier in the day. Super important. Right. But not before bed because then you get all your systems going. You get all... You're ready to go after you exercise, right? So you make sure you do that earlier in the day to keep your energy going. And then take a look at the room itself. What temperature are you keeping your bedroom in at night? Optimal sleep temperature should be between 60 and 67. I would kind of go on 68, but it depends. And it depends, too, if you have your doors open or shut, that type of thing. Sometimes if you shut the door, it gets colder. It It just depends. And nutrition is important, as you mentioned earlier, making sure that you're avoiding sugars, particularly before bed. If you're not able to sleep through the night because your blood sugar isn't balanced, that's a challenge for people as well. And so eating something with a little bit of protein or fat before bed can be helpful versus eating a high-carbohydrate food. And then using things like chamomile tea or lemon balm to have a soothing effect on your nervous system before bed can be extremely helpful. And making sure that your bedroom is free of noise. Now, some people have an, you know, if you have, if you're living by a busy street or you have issues sleeping in silence, there are white noise machines that come with a variety of sounds. The ocean, the rain, a heartbeat, the forest, or a lot of people just use a fan, that constant motor hum. We've always used a fan in our family. <laughs> Once you use it though, it's kind of challenging to go somewhere and then Without it. fall asleep in silence. Mm-hmm. And keeping electronics out of your bedroom. You mentioned the phones, yes. but TVs even. Yep. Anything that can either create a light, but even when they're off, they're emitting EMFs, which do affect brainwave patterns. So being cognizant and aware that maybe those aren't the best things to keep in your room. And I know lots of people like, well, my partner likes to fall asleep with the TV on and it bugs me. It's not a good idea. You might like it, <laughs> but it's not a good idea. Even uh, the the box now, the Comcast box, I'm sorry. What, uh, the Wi-Fi? Yeah. The newer ones have a a large one-inch strip that is bright blue, and I had company that a lot of company one time, and somebody had to sleep on the couch, and there was that light, and they could not sleep because that it lit up the whole room. You know, I mean, it's real. It's a real thing. And then sleeping on a comfortable mattress and pillows, make sure that you're supported. Your neck, your back. That's really an important thing too. You know, they do have a life expectancy. It's supposed to be nine to ten years, and you need to get rid of them. And I think. Do yourself a favor. There are pharmaceuticals that are out there. However, the studies, at least the studies that I've read, don't really support their ability to get you into these sleep stages. So it's more of a perception of having slept than actually getting the quality of sleep that you need. So finding a sleep specialist that will work with you if you're really struggling with insomnia and having issues to find natural ways to get you back into those normal rhythms before taking that leap into maybe the pharmaceutical realm. So I used to work with the deafblind population, and melatonin is something that our body naturally makes, but it has to get into a certain cycle, part of the cycle. So the studies have shown that for people who have no way of knowing where there's light and dark and that type of thing, that a tiny bit of melatonin each day before, you know, 45 minutes before they would go to sleep is a good way to get that cycle going again. It is a small dose. Once you get over a certain amount, the dose no longer becomes effective to helping the sleep cycle, which is interesting. Thank you so much for being with us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio. For more information, to schedule an appointment in our clinic, or to register for a program, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can also find our shows as podcasts on our website, AM950s, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next Saturday as we will be discussing emotions and all that they do for us. You've been listening to the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 